welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. I'm excited this morning. So let me tell you what's going to happen in about 15, 20 minutes. In about 15 minutes or 20 minutes, I'm going to give you some things. And then in another 15 or 20 minutes, there's going to be an impartation. So follow me very carefully. I'm trying to arrange it. Trying to arrange it. So we started talking about the man God uses. And then we've done three parts already. The third part is the first part, second part, and the third part. They're online. So check it out. Um, download it. So I want to encourage everyone to take time. Go on the website. You can read. Uh, you can listen there. Or you can download it and listen at your free time. Glory to God. I'll reference some of the things I've talked about, but today I want to talk about grace supplies as we conclude on the man God uses. Grace supplies. Grace supplies. Whenever God asks you to do anything, whenever grace demands of you, it means that grace wants to supply. Whatever God tells you to do, it means that he wants to use you to do it. So, in essence, grace does not really, really demand from you but what it does, it supplies to you so that you can function and do what grace wants done. Okay? So, grace supplies all the time. Every time you feel a demand from God, maybe to pray, to study scripture and you feel the weight of that prayer or you feel the weight of that time to study. Even coming for church services, sometimes we get so tired and be like, must I really go to church today? I mean, can't I just stay? I felt like that before. I mean, can't I just, I was asking everybody in the management team, I said, who is traveling? I said, well, hope you guys know that I can't travel. Service has to go on. So when there is, when it looks like I'm being burdened, church is demanding so much from me, from my time. God is demanding so much from me, from my time, commitment, loyalty. He's demanding me to just be faithful in this and be good in this. He's demanding me to be a good boy or a good girl. And you're feeling the weight of that 
man. What's happening at that time is that grace is telling you that I want to supply to you so that you can function. So that you can function. So here is um, Paul who went to God and said to him, this thing has been bugging me. And scripture says that, he said, I sought the Lord three times. And, uh, this thing is a problem to me. And it's disturbing my work with you. Do you want to tell me that God doesn't know what Paul was going through? So what Paul said, this thing is a burden to me. It's disturbing me. So because of this infirmity, I went to God and I sought him three times that this thing should go so that I can focus on the work of the ministry. God is your work. He said, didn't tell him anything contrary. He just said, what? My grace is sufficient for you. There are many times there are certain things we, we, we've asked God and talked to God about and we think that God, you know what, um, if only you can take this thing away, I'll be very fine. If only this problem can just go, I'll be very, very fine. But you know, in spite of that problem, inside that problem, the way the problem is, God is not moved. And he says that, look, I supply grace. Grace supplies so when you feel the weight of an issue, just like Paul, feeling that weight and saying that, God, I know you want to use me, but there is a challenge. There is this difficulty. There is this thing right there. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. He didn't talk about the problem. He didn't say, by this time tomorrow, this problem you see will be no more. No. He told him, say, Paul, you don't understand. What I want to do this problem is too small to stop it. So just go ahead and be doing what you are doing. Pretend like the problem is not there. Just pretend like it's not there. Because I'm greater than it. And I will do what I will do in spite of the problem. Abraham, he said he considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yes, Sarah's womb was dead. But he had to get to the point where he pretended like it's not there. So till we get to that point when we realize that in ourselves we are completely 100% insufficient. And that every step and every walk with God he supplies daily. Till we get to that place and we realize that it will be difficult for us to enjoy the full spectrum of what God wants to use us to do. And then we'll, we'll get to a roadblock and keep thinking that, oh, unless I address this issue first, unless this thing goes away, then maybe God cannot use me. Unless this problem, but no, grace supplies. The reason you are able to do that thing in the first place is because grace is supplying. So if you're not able to do another one, it's not because grace is not there, but you have not received the grace that has been supplied so that you can function in that aspect. So you can function there. 
Someone say grace supplies. If God would use any man in this season at all, that man has to come to a point in his life where you realize that, hey, I am but dung. I am nothing but by the grace of God. But the moment you keep trusting in yourself, trusting in your ability, you will fail a thousand times and you will keep failing. But hey, even when we fail, that's not the end. We do what? We fail forward. I, I tell people to fall. I tell them fall, fail. But make sure when you are falling, don't fall backward. Though. Fall like this. <clears throat> the person that fell forward has moved forward. And if you want to fall again, fall forward. Keep falling forward. Keep falling forward. When you fall and you fall backwards, you're going back. You're not making progress. But the one who is failing and failing forward is making progress. He's making progress. So you can't be afraid of failure. It's part of the game. No, 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 no. It's part of the game. It's part of the You've tried it before. It didn't work. Try it again. You've learned how it should not work. You are better than the person that has never done it. No, come on. You lost the million? No, it doesn't matter. Try it again. You've learned something. You've failed forward. And the one who has gone forward will keep going forward. Will keep going forward. And I will tell you, a time will come when you will look back and all your failures, what would they be? Stepping stones. Stepping stones. Why? You've embraced grace and grace is supplying. Stepping stones. But the one who is afraid and say, you know what? Let's not try anything. No, no. Ah, let's not try anything at all. There's so much risk in everything. Even you being alive is a risk. You being alive is a risk. Say, ah, no. Me, I don't fly aeroplanes oh, because it can fall down. Ah, ah. So what, what are you really afraid of? My pastor used to say that this life is one life. That's he will do anything he feels like doing. Comes back from church on a Sunday. He says, you guys, give me chocolate. Give me. You, his wife will say, ah, well, you are eating all. He said, I have just one life. Oh. Just one life. <laughs> you know? And he will say things like, he wants to go bungee jumping. He say, ah, from that height. Jump from it. It's just one life. We die, we die one day. Just one life. Enjoy it. So what are you afraid of? If God needs to use you, fear is part of the game. Tell someone, fear is part of the game. You do it afraid, like Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Say, Pastor, I'm afraid. Do it afraid. I have preached afraid before, but nobody knows. But in my inside, I was shaking, but outside, I was spitting fire. I've done many things afraid. Many things afraid. I've gone for interview afraid. Talking to the person. Sitting in front of me. Talking like I know anything. Know everything. But inside me, they showed the person inside me. I was shaking like, like uh, what, what is it? You do it afraid. Why? You realize that grace supplies. So 
when you come to that consciousness that I'm walking by the grace of God, I'm functioning by the grace of God, whatever God demands of you, you will be bold enough to take the step of faith. Why? Because you realize that there is grace on you that is working to do what he has called you to do. You may not know how, when, or why things will fall into place, but you know one thing. If God has sent me, he has graced me, and he has anointed me, and it will work. I may fail. Doesn't mean God has failed. No. It doesn't mean God has failed. I realize that grace supplies all the time. Not sometimes, all the time. As you are seated here right now, as you are listening to me online, grace is supplying this very moment. Supplying everything we need to function, everything we need to do for the next week, for the next month, throughout the end, till the end of the year, and then for next year, grace keeps supplying. Why? Because God is about doing many things on the earth. And like I said before, he will use a man. He won't come down to do anything. But he will use a man. And you are the ones that he will use. I just sense in my spirit, someone, God gave you an idea. Or God told you and spoke to you and said, um, give you a vision about a school, to, to build a school or something. To own a school or something like that. To own a school. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. You're looking at the money and the financial status and looking at all the things that need to put together to have that school. No, you can't be afraid. It's impossible. You can't be afraid. No. From there, you begin to ask him, how do I? And he starts leading you here a little, there a little. And after a while, you look back and see that he has led you through the process, all through, and his plan has come to pass. Why? Because grace keeps supplying. So when grace is supplying, you ask me, Pastor, what do I do? You receive. <laughs> That's it, you receive. When grace supplies, you receive. That's all. That's all, you receive. And as believers, the one thing that we do and we are designed to do the most is to receive. Honestly, that's what we're designed to do, just to receive. Why? Because he has done everything. And Calvary, he said it is finished. So he did a perfect work and a complete work. Perfect and complete. So he said it is finished. When Jesus says it is finished, there's nothing left to be done again. There's nothing left to be done. There's nothing left. Everything is done and completed. This season, as you open your mind to possibilities, open your mind to realities, open your mind to how things can be possible, how God can use you and move you in the things that he wants done as you open your mind and your heart to it and say to God, Lord, I'm open, I receive. If that's what you want done, I receive, I receive, I receive. What could be, what could be so impossible like an angel coming to a, a, a virgin and saying to the virgin that you will give birth 
It says, you will conceive and you will give birth to a child. And the name of the child shall be called Jesus. And the, the, uh, uh, Mary said to the angel, look, I've not known a man. It has never been heard before. How it is possible that a virgin will give birth. In the first place, was it not the same God that set the law, the biological law in place and in motion? It's the same God. It's the same God. One of my friends was telling me um, some time ago how that it was difficult for her to, to get pregnant and she had, she had done several tests and all that. And at one point, I think the doctors concluded that um, um, she didn't have what it takes, maybe a womb or something to carry the baby. I said, the God that put that biological law in place is not a fool. It's not limited by that biological law. And I told her, I said, you don't need a womb to give birth to a child. That one is biology. If God wants to give you a child, he gives you a child. You don't need a womb. She looked at me. I said, that's it. Immediately, her eyes popped up. She saw reality. A few months later, she called me and said, guy, I'm pregnant. I said, that's what we're talking about. I said, that's a greater testimony. That's a great... The doctor said, you don't have a womb. He said, no problem. I don't need womb to give birth. All I need is a child. Put a child here. How it is growing is none of my business. She called me and said she was pregnant. She delivered. Give birth to the boy. The boy is, I think, a year plus now. She's pregnant again. Biology. God, yes, God is the one that put it in place. But he's not limited by it. He's not limited by it. He's not limited by it. I've seen the wonders of God. Miraculous things. So I don't put myself in a box to discredit myself from being used of God by any standard at all. Whether or not it appears that I qualify physically or not. No. It's not a standard for me to discredit myself to be used of God. No. I can't do that. Physically I may not be able to. But in the realm of the spirit. That's why Jesus said there is neither male nor female. In the realm of the spirit, there is no gender. In the realm of the spirit, there is no, there's nothing that separates us. We are one in Christ Jesus. And once we are one in him and complete in him, that settles everything. So when grace demands of you and asks of you to use you to do whatever he wants to do, just receive it. And be like Mary, be it unto me according to your word. It's not my word, it's your word. So be it unto me according to your word. Just as you have said it, let it be so to me. Let it be so to me. So when you take the scriptures and you're reading, and things are coming clear to you, you're saying to God, according to your word, let it be to me. According to your word. Not my word, but the word that you have spoken, let it be to me. According to your word. And I take that understanding and I run with that understanding. So whatever God asks me to do, I step into it by faith. And I receive that. And I keep going. What is faith? What is faith? Faith is simply trusting in Jesus. Honestly, that's what it is. I can preach a two-hour message on faith. But the summary of it is that you trust in Jesus. You look to Jesus. That's the summary. There are only two people in scripture the Bible ever recorded that Jesus said had great faith. Had great faith. And they were not believers. They were not um, in the category of of, 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 uh, of um, you know, they were not classified in that category. But 
Jesus said they had great faith. And why did he say so? Because they focused on him. They trusted him. They looked to him. They didn't look to any other thing. They were not claiming the house of Israel. That we are of, this, of the seed of David and Abraham. No, they weren't claiming that. They were like, we know that, hey, we are dogs. Dogs are even better than us. But Jesus is here. We look to him. We look to him. Anyone who does that looks to him. Anyone who does that looks to him. That's the person that receives. That's the person that receives. So in this season, I want to tell you that grace is ready to supply. But the issue is, are you ready to receive? Are you ready to receive? Or you're still questioning what grace is supplying? Analyzing it, thinking through and asking, look at two people. Let me give you two scenarios. An angel came to Mary and said, you will conceive and give birth and she said, be it unto me according to your word. An angel went to Zechariah and said, Zechariah, this will happen to you, this will happen to you, a child will born. He said, John. <laughs> and he said, how? 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 How, how, how can that happen? Two different scenarios. The one who received got it straight off. He said, you are blessed among women. The one who questioned it said, ah, oh, you are, he said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I'm talking to you. You are telling me who you be. You are telling me. Say, ah, well, like, you be dumb. That's an insult. Insult to the word that has come. So be it unto me according to your word. Simple and ended there. No, anal no analysis, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, no analysis. What God will do, he will do. But you have to be positioned to be that person that God will use to do what he wants to do. And the key to it is to receive whatever grace supplies. Don't question it. Don't analyze it. Say, Lord, if that's what you want to do, I'm ready. I may fail in it, but I will fail forward. And I will keep going. It may look like I've not gotten it after two, three, four, five, six, ten trials. But that's okay. I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Every step of the way, I'm moving forward. I'm moving. Every step of the way, I'm moving. It looks like, ah, boy, you're doing this thing again, but you tried it before. Don't worry. I'm failing forward. I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And at the end of the day, when I look up and I've seen, I've created stairs. 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 And pathway for others to follow. Many of you, God is directing you and guiding you to a path that is uncommon. And you keep telling yourself that ah, nobody has done this thing. Be the first. Be the first. Let people ride on you. Be the one to create the path. When he says, I will make way in the Bahaya, I will make a way in the desert. Do you know what he's talking about? When you find yourself in the desert, the instructions he gives you is the one that creates the path for others to follow. What are you saying? And you are complaining about this. How will he make a way in the desert if he doesn't send you there? 
And you think desert is a bad place. No. Say, ah, pastor, I'm in a dark place in my life. Yes, be in that dark place so that when you receive light, you will shine it for others to follow. That's why you are there. That's the man God uses. Nothing scares you. Nothing scares him. So you find yourself in a dark place. You find yourself in the wilderness. There is a reason for it. You look to him and he gives you the torch and then you light up the place. You light up the place. So anyone that comes after will see light. That's why you are the light of the world. That's why challenges will come. Yes, but if they don't come to you that have the solution, who will they come to? Who will they come to? So he's not disturbed by your challenges. He's challenging you to look to him. To find solutions so that when people find that path, trace that path you have gone through. And you'll be the light for others to follow. That's why you are a believer. That's the man God uses. That's the man God uses. So you fail forward. Nothing. When God is demanding of you. He's demanding because he wants to supply. Pastor, I'm in the desert. I'm in a dark place in my life. I can't even pray. I can't even study. Yes. Find the light in that place and shine it. Because others will come after you. And they need a light. And God has seen you to be that light. That's why he sent you there. So Paul said, ah, this thing is weighing me down. Say, Paul, grace supplies. Grace is sufficient. Grace is enough. That's all you need. You can't stop halfway. No. You have to keep going, Paul. You can't stop halfway. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. Because what God will do, he will do. He needs a man to do it. And you are that man. You are that person. Stand to your feet, church. Lift your hands to heaven. Very quickly, just say, Lord. of you. To be that man that you can depend on and rely on. To do the things you want to do here on earth. To be that person. To be that person. To be that person. I depend on you Lord. Lift your voice to him and say Lord I depend on you. I look to Jesus. I look to Jesus. The Bible calls him the author and the finisher of our faith. I look to Jesus. I look to Jesus. If you don't help me, where else can I go? The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.